0: hello everyone and welcome to the social contract at commander podcast i'm mike almond and joining me as always is my co-host alex lap alex what's up man not too much, Mike, but uh, it's an interesting card you got
1: there. Can I see that?
0: I mean, yeah, but only if I can see the one that you got. I, I brought a few. What is that? I brought a okay. few
1: cards that uh, our listeners may have never heard of before. And if they have, congrats, congrats, because these are some of the cards in our wheelhouse, the social contract, political group hug stacks, symmetric effects, chaos, all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. these are cards that no one is playing, Mike.
0: Yeah, these are, and and not just ones that we're talking about. We put it out there into the interwebs. You know, we asked on the podcast itself. We put mm-hmm. it out on Twitter. We asked our Discord, hey, what are some cards that kind of fit into, you know, this niche that we've built for ourselves, which I say niche, but really it's, it's these different types of archetypes that we play. But the whole point is table involvement. Yeah. So Making I feel sure like it's less than me- a good time. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. want to just make sure that it's fun. Right. And we got a good amount of responses. And we we're going to get responses. to those. We got some yeah. cards that
1: I've never heard of before. And, mm-hmm. and that's, I think, some of the that's most the point. fun. Right. Like, that's, I think, one of the most enjoyable aspects of playing Commander is since we have these 25,000 plus cards in our back catalog, that there's almost like this mysterious, uncovered library of cards that people know exist in theory, they were printed in sets, but sure. they're they're lost to the ages. And being able to see a card that you've never seen before, we've been playing the game for years. That's such
0: a joy for me, Mike. Absolutely. And you got to keep in mind, like, and, and maybe you don't have to keep this in mind, because you know, you're pretty present about it. But everybody knows with all of the new cards that come up, there's spoiler releases. There's a whole lot of, oh, this fits really well on this. And yeah. there's talk about that's, all the cards that are coming That's not how it used to go up. back in the day. Right. Before so... I started
1: playing in the 90s, it's, they didn't have... <laughs> well, the internet didn't uh, exist for the first few years of, of Magic's life. And uh, even when the internet did start to exist, uh, using it for wide distribution of notifying people about Magic cards, is not really happening. So back in the day, it was Duelist magazine that would uh that would list (laughs) these cards and oftentimes they didn't even have pictures mike
0: right i think i think that's a good fallback for us at some point if we're ever really struggling for an episode idea you and i would just do issues
1: of duelist magazine
0: well i was gonna say that or we could just go back to like sets that were you know 15 20 years old at this point and do like a release like a spoiler and hear the cards that we like because
1: prophecy was famously critically panned because it has all these weird social cards, and commander just, didn't exist. But now we can do look that. back on it and we see like, oh, look yeah. at all these weird cards that are group hug. Twenty years before they created group hug,
0: we should do that. I was sitting here, it's like, oh, yeah. we could do the exact same thing we we'll, just we'll did. We'll talk about Crimson that another time. Let's but get that's right cool. It, yeah, let's get into the th- let's yeah. get into the cards now. Yeah. Well, not now, but the cards from then. For here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, we're going to start with some of the ones that you brought in and one that is near and dear to my heart because this was actually the main card in the first Magic deck I ever built. Yeah. And uh, why don't you go ahead and talk to me about Exume?
1: Oh, gosh, I love Exume. Mike, Exume is a sorcery for one and a black that's two mana. Each player puts a creature card from their graveyard onto the battlefield. Oh, I love it. Mike, this card... It's nuts. This card is in 1% <laughs> of all Black Plus decks. 4,500 yep. decks. And let's talk about what the usual rate is for reanimation. Like, it's usually five. Five converted yeah. mana. Now, this is two. So right off the bat, massive discount. And the downside is that we also get to give everyone else a creature reanimation. Like, what more could you possibly want? This card is
0: incredible. I think one of the things that gets missed on this a lot of the time is because it's two mana. Uh-huh. This can be a turn two, turn three kind of play. In turn one, sh- exhumed turn two. <laughs> I don't understand how this ever misses the mark with people because it's going to be like a competitive level card. It really could be, because if you have a way to mill your deck, or if you have a way to, like you said, entomb, or bury it alive, or something along those lines where, okay, maybe you're playing this on uh, turn four, but the ability to say, hey, I'm going to get the best creature Mm -hmm. out of deck and onto the battlefield in the first four or five turns, and somebody else, unless they're playing the exact same style as me, maybe they get a soccer tri builder. Yeah. That's I, it's, really good for you and it can yeah. be a cool card for everybody. Hey, you know what everybody? Bring out your baddest boy. Let's go.
1: I think that's <laughs> that's where group hug cards start to become very powerful. These symmetric effects mm-hmm. that they're symmetric on the card, but the way that you play them allows you to gain that big advantage you were ready with yep. part of your library mill you discarded a big creature. Not everyone else was ready.
0: No. It's it's such a good card and it was one of those things when you brought it up in the discord I'm like Alex I don't know if you know my affection for this card. Oh. That's but the best thing. It was great cuz that was that was my terrible terrible legacy deck that was turn 1 careful study to discard two cards and draw two cards and so, exhume next turn to try and put out a freaking monster out there.
2: That's it was phenomenal.
1: so fun. This card was originally printed in Urza's Saga in 1998. Yep, and, look at uh, us going back. <laughs> at that time, it was a common, and it's since been reprinted several times as an uncommon.
0: And yet, not nearly uh, put out there enough, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
1: last time I was in uh, Jumpstart, and this is
0: still hovering around a dollar. This is an incredible
1: card for one dollar. Let's pick this one up for sure.
0: Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next one here. Uh, yeah. Alex. Uh, another one from you, Tangle Root, three generic mana for an artifact that says whenever a player plays a creature spell, that player adds green to their mana pool. Wow. This is just a good return on value. This is, hey, everybody, throw everything out there. Let's yeah. go. I, I like this one a lot. Tell me, Talk to me more about this card, Alex. Sure, Mike. This card was
1: printed in Mirrodin uh, back in 2003 as a rare, but it's a 78 cent rare and... If we look at the analysis on EDH Rack, for some reason, Mike, this is only in 600 decks. That's 0% of green decks. And the value on this is just phenomenal. If we think about yeah. Mana Rocks sitting at around three, right? Maybe two, maybe three. It depends on two is is.
0: Two is what we do. want to lean into, but right. three you can get away with it if it's three something. with upside, because this is yeah. not a Mana Rock. This no. is better than
1: a Mana Rock. Because this is a discounting or refunding effect, which means Mm -hmm. that it can happen multiple times. Let's say you're playing a low-to-the-ground green deck like Elves, something like Mm -hmm. that. Now, every time you play a 1-mana, 2-mana Elf, you're getting a mana back. Right. And everyone else loves this because everyone just loves getting free mana. Even if they're not actually taking as much advantage of it as you can, it doesn't matter. People just like free things. And this is phenomenal.
0: It leans into our group hug aesthetic as far as, hey, everybody's going to be able to benefit. You're just going to be able to benefit more this because is like you're a building around exactly. Yeah. Uh, it. Exactly. It's, it's nice to get that return on value immediately if you are low to, a, low to the ground kind of deck like you're talking about. Or if you're playing an Edric deck or something yeah. where it's like, no, I need to get as much value out of this as possible. Uh, Two lane would be another like there's differently ways where this card can be really powerful and it can also be fun. And I think that's kind of what we try and lean into as much as we possibly can. Absolutely. Uh, maybe a little bit less fun in like what I think it sounds like, but a fun card as far as the text. Uh, why don't you talk to me about psychic surgery?
1: Sure. Mike psychic surgery is a really interesting card. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a Tudor hate which I think is a really interesting, I would call this a stacks piece or a silver bullet piece. Psychic Surgery is one in a blue for an enchantment. Whenever an opponent shuffles their library, you may look at the top two cards of that library. You may exile one of those cards, then put the rest on top of that library in any order. So we're talking any tutor effect, and there's a lot of them that put the card on top of the library instead of the hand to save some mana cost. Um, and then they'll be shuffling their library before they put that card on top. When that mm-hmm. happens, this card is going to trigger and you basically get to say, All right. Is this tutor yeah. card gonna gonna be the next card you draw? Or yeah, is it going to exile and you never see it again?
0: I think I like leaning harder into cards that if I play them, it's gonna disrupt other people's plans. Mm-hmm but it would feel really really bad for them to use a card to remove it. And yeah, psychic why you
1: su- want to remove this.
0: Yeah, psychic mm-hmm. surgery feels like one of those cards where the only person who wants to remove it is the the combo deck that has to tutor to get this piece to make this thing work to make this right. thing work and you just dismantle their engine with this. And even then, even though you are basically taking their strategy out of the game with this one card, it would still feel really bad to have to disenchant this <laughs> yeah
1: because it's a two-man enchantment
0: yeah this one came out in new
1: firexia 2011 as a rare and it's 35 cents uh ADH Rex says this card is in zero percent of blue decks uh 1100 decks this is uh this is a pretty powerful tutor hate we've yeah talked about my silver bullet deck but you don't your have kai card deck, running yeah. Yeah, exactly, Kaikar. You don't have to be running a Silver Bullet deck to adjust your deck to your meta. And if your meta right. includes people playing all these powerful tutor effects, well, you can ask them not to, or you can start running this anti-tutor stuff, and this is a real winner.
0: We actually had a question in Discord recently, and this kind of ties into it, about, hey, we're, I feel like my playgroup is set, uh, subtly starting to increase in power. Mm-hmm. The arms race. And- Yeah, and and, you know what are some ways to kind of you know discourage that or do something different? We threw a couple of our standbys out there, but you can also just make a deck where the entire thing is okay. I'm going to slow down all of the crazy stuff you guys want to do without being super stacksy. Like I guess this is a stacks piece. Oh, this is definitely a stacks piece. But as far as I can tell, it's it's much more like. It's not stopping somebody from being able to play Magic. Not all it's stacks discouraging. pieces are about
1: that hard lock. Yeah, a lot of stacks pieces are about okay. This specific kind of value is now against the rules.
0: Okay. You know what? I think. I think I'm. I, I think I'm going to be leaning into that a little bit more as we talk about a few more of these cards because sure. they're some of them are stacks pieces that I'm like. I somehow don't hate this. Something has changed within me. Um, Let's go ahead and talk about our next card here. Uh, You brought up a a fun, janky artifact creature. So, of course, we're going to talk about it. Talk to me about jangling automaton.
1: Oh, my gosh. Jangling automaton (laughs) is perhaps one of the silliest cards in Magic. Came out back in Weatherlight. That was 97. Jangling Automaton is a three-mana artifact creature, three generic mana. Construct, 3-2. Whenever Jangling Automaton attacks, untap all creatures defending player controls. Now, back when Weatherlight came out, Mike, this was supposed to be like, oh my god, you're getting a 3-2 for three in an artifact creature? what a value. We better slap that massive downside on there of untapping all creatures defending player controls. Yeah. Um, but now but. that group hug exists, <laughs> now that commander exists, now we can do this deal. Like, okay, maybe someone else has a, a stack's piece keeping things tapped down. Maybe uh, the player next to you is about to alpha strike that player, but they've already tapped out to, to try to do a crack back. Right. Whatever they're doing for whatever reason, untapping an opponent's permanence at your leisure is a very powerful effect.
0: Maybe there's an ability on, on a creature or something along oh, those yeah. lines. Ability. Yeah. And and just again, having on board the ability to make a deal, to have a conversation at the table. It's like donating a sword is... of
1: feast and famine almost.
0: It, it kind of, eh, in a way, because, because this is, this is creatures defending. It is our controls, it is So it's, 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 and, and that's where I lean into it being powerful, right? Because this is another one of those things where, because it isn't ov- overly powerful, it's not give somebody an untap step. It's untap somebody's creatures, which means that it does something useful, but it's not so scary or threatening that it's immediately going to be targeted. Um, that said my favorite card, I want to put an assault suit on this. <laughs> I just yeah. wanted to oh go around God, the table. Now, that means you're never going to get the benefit, because it can't attack you, right. but yeah. I like but the idea of like, deck and goad exactly, yeah. goad it, and then put an assault suit on it, and everybody's just on all like, the time This might be the not?
1: single rarest, most, I've never heard of that card that we talk about today. This mm-hmm. card is in 54
0: decks, 0% of all decks. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, for nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about another artifact creature that you had brought up then. This is one you've talked to me about before, um, and it might have been on the podcast, but I mean, we're doing the full episode on it, and there's still not enough of this. <laughs> there's still not enough of this artifact creature out there. Uh, talk to me about Devi's Devi Sentry.
1: Like This is one of my favorite creatures of all time.
0: When yeah. we talk about one ones for one with Upside,
1: this is the big one. <laughs> I love it. SolDevi Sentry is one generic for an artifact creature soldier. It's a 1-1 with the best activated ability on any 1-1 one, one I've ever seen. One generic mana, choose target opponent, regenerate Soul Devi Sentry. When it regenerates this way, that player may draw a card. Mike, mm-hmm. a one mana 1-1 one, one, one where you can just donate cards to people who desperately need them. By chump blocking with a
2: 1-1. Yep.
0: It's... It's <laughs> it's the least powerful, most powerful wall of all time.
2: <laughs> it's it's
1: phenomenal.
0: This card came out in
1: alliances back in 96. Mm-hmm. And it was a common. Right now it's 11 cents. Nobody plays this thing. Rex says it's in 184 decks.
0: 0%. Now, in case anybody out there isn't as enthused as you are about this card mm-hmm. let's also reiterate here you can regenerate multiple times right you can uh there would need to be multiple lethal damage instances sure so one of my favorite things to do with this is you put out a pyrohemia mm-hmm. And just, okay, great. I'm going to ping it. I'm going to pay one, regenerate it. You can draw a card. And this stays around. And just keep doing it. If you've got a ping effect, if you've got this awesome chump blocker, there's yeah. there's ways to just make this stick around Absolutely. and be useful. And that's that's kind of our, I, I think that's actually our, our flavor. It sticks around and is useful. That's a good point <laughs> with, that, with
1: that question, Mike. Let's talk about what regenerate is real quick. Yeah. For Mini listeners.
0: Judges Corner.
1: Absolutely. Uh, regenerate. We like to think of it as a shield. It's a static ability that says the next time this creature, this permanent, would be destroyed, whether through a destroy effect or through taking lethal damage, instead, tap it and remove all damage marked on it. So it doesn't have to be untapped to regenerate, but it does have to take lethal damage or be destroyed.
0: Right. There you go. So it's it's again, it leans into our it's not overly powerful, but oh, not at all. You can definitely do some really good things with a one mana, one one with upside. That's colorless mana. This so it can go going. I'm just
1: shocked, Mike, that this isn't a group hug staple. It's a colorless card. Mm-hmm. It's 11 cents. Maybe. It draws your opponent's cards. It's a one mana, one one. Like how did nobody plays this? This is incredible.
0: It is a good card. It is a good card. Get it at, get it in at some decks. Let us know if you get it in any decks. Cause you should, um, speaking about a card that should go into some decks, goo. Um, let's talk about our last one from you specifically with parallel evolution. Oh yeah. Three generic green, green for a sorcery for each creature token in play. It's controller puts a creature token into play. That's a copy of that creature. And it has flashback for four mm, generic mm. green, green, green. Um, someone needs to help me understand something
2: yeah
0: this is a sorcery that specifically targets tokens Mm -hmm. it has flashback so it can do it again Mm -hmm. this is second harvest with flashback for the table yes why is this not in a lot of decks
1: well, uh, I would say Symmetric, right? Symmetric cards people tend to shy away from, even though their value is phenomenal. Number mm-hmm. two, this is the first card we've talked about that's actually pretty expensive. Okay. The original printing of this is $16. You can Ooh, get it on the list for 4 dollars 5 which is much cheaper. Okay, that's better. That's not within everybody's
0: range for for their deck. Sure. Um, okay, that's fair. The this, Symmetric... Yeah. Get me though, because it's it's not for each creature; it's each creature token. So you'd have to be playing right. against somebody who's also playing tokens, right? But people don't think pos- about that, Mike. They don't think about I the guess. fact that
1: these cards that are symmetric with scare quotes—the fact that you're <laughs> running them means that you already have ways to break parity without even trying. For example, by running a green token deck.
0: Sure, I guess I, I just—it's I, a good card. Like the the budget the budget concern that is a total that is a total concern i Mm -hmm. get that but there's a lot of expensive cards in magic that are used way more than this that aren't as good as this as far as i'm concerned if you're in a token deck and you can play second harvest for the table for one more mana and have the option to cast it from your graveyard later that's insane i've like i've got second harvest in a deck
1: yeah, second harvest I, I find is I'm a little bit win more, a little bit. But yeah, this is. I think I would take this over second harvest pretty much every day of the week.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I, I have second harvest in a deck, and heck, I don't know how much second harvest costs, but if I can trade it in and get close to the 455 list price,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to do that for a deck because this is a very cool card. So thank you for bringing it to my attention. Oh, for sure.
1: This card came out in uh, Torment back yeah. in 2002, and uh Funnily enough, uh, Scryfall says that this one card from Torment is uh, 10% of the value of the entire set. Wow. Which uh, I guess there's not really a lot of winners in Torment, huh?
0: I, I guess um, not. And this 80, ten, this card is 10% of the total value, and yeah. it's in, not a whole lot of decks Shrek either. Says this
1: is in 1,300 decks, 0% of green decks. Mike... My gosh, green doesn't mind spending seven mana on flashback for a sorcery, and goodness gracious, I know there are a lot of our listeners who love green, green Mm -hmm. loves tokens, and tokens love making more tokens, run this card.
0: The... I. I, before, just so we don't get any feedback on it. Well, not feedback, but any clap back on it. Second Harvest being an instant. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, but that's fair. this is more fun. Uh, do it twice. Do it for the table. Woo. Uh, so thank you for bringing these cards uh, to our attention, Alex. Of course. Let's talk about some cards that uh, other people uh, out in the Twitter sphere and Discord sphere and mm-hmm. well, all the um have brought to our attention. Let's go ahead and start with one we, we mentioned uh, Stacks pieces and me getting a little bit more comfortable with them. Uh, NATO verb. I'm not sure. I'm going to say everybody's names like two or three times in here and hope that I get one of them right. Um, but verb on Twitter recommended a really interesting one to us called Portcullis. Alex, walk me through this card. Yeah, Mike, I know this card well
1: because this is a CEDH level Stacks piece. Uh, I've had this card played against me before. Portacullus is a four-mana artifact from Stronghold. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if there are two or more other creatures on the battlefield, exile that creature. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control when Portacullus leaves the battlefield. Mike, that's a lot of fancy text. What that means is if there are two creatures on the battlefield, any other creature that ETBs immediately gets exiled. This is one of those classic stacks pieces that will shut down the board. any creature strategy that doesn't have artifact removal cannot deal with this. This is absolutely devastating it's it, 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 it it's Voltron's biggest dream <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you it's, might play for your deck and not think like this will benefit my yeah. deck for everyone else they're like, oh my God, my game is over
0: yeah there there are and that was the problem with it when i was looking at it I, like i this is a stacks piece i'm like oh yeah, okay it's really powerful this is really powerful but yeah. like this enables a lot of my strategies that are like voltron itself is not inherently an awesome strategy no it there's really a isn't. lot of yeah. there's a lot of things lot that of can go weaknesses. wrong with it yeah. which is kind of why i like it right. you know but this is one of those cars i'm like oh my gosh if i put this in there and i play it at the right time yeah,
1: everyone else is in big trouble. <laughs>
0: I'm great. My yeah. Voltron is going to go out there for a while. Cool, uh-huh. let's do this. No chump Um But <laughs> then then you get into the whole, yeah, but this also absolutely, like you said, it can shut down decks. Yeah. When and, you're running this, that's
1: that's fine, huh. right? Because stacks is an important part of the game. You just need to be aware that this card for creature strategies is... in almost impassable wall. It must be removed. And because of that, people playing those decks are going to hate on you immediately. So just be ready for that, Mike. This came out in Stronghold. It's in 493 decks, 0% of all decks. Stronghold was 98. And this card is real cheap for a rare from Stronghold, $2.40. This might become the most powerful card in your deck and no one is playing it
0: so I have I have one clarification yes. judge question for yes. you. Yeah. So it's whenever a creature enters the battlefield, if yes. there are two or more other creatures that you exile, it. so does it still get to enter the battlefield? It does. So you it, still get ETBs. You do. Then and Port you get exiles it. Yeah. You get okay. ETB and LTB. Yes. So is if there's a way to blink Portcullis, does yeah. that mean that you get the ability to? have things enter the battlefield, get exiled under Portcullis. Portcullis gets removed, Mm -hmm. and then all of these other creatures return to the battlefield. They ETB, they LTB, and then when Portcullis comes... like I've got this idea for a stupid deck that won't work, but it'll do powerful nothing. You
1: added another loop in there where it's not quite happening. Portcullis, (laughs) if you were to remove it, just like with our Detention Sphere, with our Uh, Fiend Hunter, all those other white exile Uh, effects where they exile under, right? So you remove that, they all come back, but when you put Portcullis back in, nothing gets exiled right away, right? Right. Because this is a triggered ability, it's only looking to see if the requisite number of creatures are on the battlefield. So anything that's already on the battlefield is safe from Portcullis when it ETBs, and then everything
0: new gets exiled. So... It's not as awesome as I thought. It's just extremely awesome. Oh, no. It's a good card. What's really interesting is you can
1: use this with a mass blink effect, and that mass blink effect
0: becomes a mass exile effect.
1: Oh. Right. It sure does. Because this is on the field. You say, okay, all the creatures on the battlefield, LTB and ETB. And whoops. Everything that just... (laughs)
0: Everybody go in the game. Everything
1: that left comes back, and then it gets
0: exiled. Um that's awesome. Yeah. Cool card. Cool card. Thank you very much. Nato verb made over great recommendation. Nata- just be real careful. Natover. with this one. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be my new thing. I'm just going to do my best to get the name right once and then wrong as many times. I'm possible. sure they're
1: just happy. You're saying their name over and over.
0: Well, speaking of uh, next one is from Owen Batista. That's Vlad viewer. Bla- no, sorry. Vlad Viver. 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 Owen gave us a really cool card that I've gotten a couple of decks uh unspeakable symbol Uh, oh yeah i think we've talked about this a little bit just because yes um but let's talk about it again i had never seen this one before oh well then i'm so happy to talk to you about this buddy uh one generic black black for an enchantment pay three life put a one one counter on target creature oh my god here's the thing i think you forgot this because there's no way we got through our piru deck De- our pirou deck tech without me bringing up did we card. talk
1: about this did we do a pirou deck tech and talk about this and i forgot i
0: i think so and if not i right, I, I apologize for all my failings
1: correct us <laughs> correct us in
0: uh in discord and on
1: twitter mike this is such a good card oh my God. i see this card and i immediately think of other extremely powerful life conversion cards like
0: uh what's what's that one? Um Bolus Citadel, yeah, yeah. Kirk. Like there's 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 a bunch of really cool ones. This is in my uh Liesa deck. Uh the the specific uh life gain uh deck where at any time it's out, uh players lose two life anytime they pay it, they cast a spell. Because that deck is all about manipulating life totals for everybody. And then because the commander specifically has lifelink and is a 5-5 five, five flying lifelink. Great. I'm gonna pump that thing up and get back a whole bunch of life. it's it is a very cool deck for a whole bunch of different things. It's good if you are uh basically gonna try and swing out with one big unblockable creature. It's good if you are doing the effects where if you pay life, you get really good benefits. It's mm-hmm. good for just targeting stuff because even if you're not paying any, playing any of those strategies, if you need one of your opponents to do four more damage to take out the arch enemy, oh, yeah. you have the ability to do, to do this, so.
1: This thing is a million and one uses, Mike. You can use yeah. this to save creatures from pings yep. and damage from from disfavorable combat strategies where somebody pulls out a combat trick or it's a bad block and you can say, hey, you can make this block, it'll live. Right. Um, Mike, this... Like, having pay three life do anything as an activated ability with no tap at yep. instant speed, repeated as many times as you want. The card I was thinking of that's quite similar to this, Treasonous Ogre, right? Yeah. Where you can pay three life and get a red mana. Mm-hmm. This is, obviously, it's not quite that strong, but this has a lot more political applications. Sure. Uh, this card came out back in Scourge in 2003, and was an uncommon right now it's about three dollars and mm-hmm. let's see what edh says about this this is only in one percent of all black decks
0: yep what is the commander what's the legendary creature that whenever you target a creature you destroy that creature
1: mike the card you're thinking of is harobi death's whale for two black
0: black a legendary creature
1: spirit a four four with flyer whenever a creature becomes the target of a spell or ability destroy that creature mike three life hey three life destroy target target creature creature. oh my god
0: like the value is ridiculous ridiculous Um, here's the thing and i feel silly because we've been doing this for a good amount of time, mm-hmm. right? Not not just this podcast, but talking about these kind of cards. This is something we've done basically since we started talking to each other, right? This is one of those cards that I knew about and I liked, and I thought it was kind of underplayed. I didn't realize it was criminally underplayed this <laughs> until card is, we brought this up. It's in less than 5,000 decks, even it's though so plus
1: good. one, plus one counters is one of the most popular strategies in the entire game
0: yep I, I you know what uh great job Owen great job. this is so awesome all right last one uh from twitter uh there there there's this um up and young up and comer uh named Dana Roach, oh my gosh uh who gave us a couple of different ones, and the one that we picked is well frankly it's 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 value in white so obviously it's it's where i'm gonna lean um why don't you talk to me about patrician scorn sure before i say that mike is just kidding of course dana roach is
1: the esteemed (laughs) uh editor from edh rec he has uh he's on the edh rec cast and uh, he also has the Cmdr Central podcast. Danerovich is, is a with. venerable member of our community, and Mike was yes. just on his podcast. Yeah. go listen
0: to it. The links in the show notes. We we uh, defended uh, group hug, and, yeah. and 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 I found out that it was a war on many fronts. But it's okay. It I'm really is. Danerovich, interesting
1: guy to talk to because he's a very agreeable guy.
0: But yeah, boy does he hate group hug. Um, That's all right. I, I I think we swayed him a little bit. But yeah, this is a card that Patrician scoring. I, I don't care what yeah. you're playing. It's It's got some interesting
1: This is something it. interesting. Three and a white for an instant. If you've cast another white spell this turn, you may cast a spell without paying its mana cost. Uh, pretty much whatever comes after that almost doesn't even matter, but it's destroy nope. all enchantments. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, board wipes that cost zero mana, regardless of how many hoops you have to jump through, and this isn't even that big of a hoop at all, frankly. Uh, wow. Destroy all enchantments for zero mana at instant speed, and discard a card. Basically,
0: yep. And uh, this, is, this is this can be a a one mana path to exile a creature. Oh yeah, That's and destroy all enchantments. It's I I here's the thing. I don't love four total mana for instant speed. Destroy all enchantments.
1: But that's You're not never paying from that. that,
0: yeah. But that's not terrible. Like, even right. if that's the downside, that's still decent. Yeah. You're never paying it.
1: <laughs> You're never paying it. This is zero mana. Um. Yeah, this came out on Future Sight 2007. It's a 25-cent common, a zero mana board wipe for 25 cents. EDH Rex says this card is in 200 decks, 0%. Mike, how does a zero mana instant speed board wipe <laughs> end up in two hundred decks? The
0: only thing, the only thing I can think of is, well, white likes to play lots of enchantments. Well, sure, and even then, cool. <laughs> like that's right. not a good enough I think reason. It's it's, to
1: it's a pretty restrictive so board wipe, right? Like you. Only destroying enchantments is something yeah. You don't that you have that variability. Yeah. So if you're playing a white deck and it's not an enchantment-based deck, I think you just throw this in there every yeah, time because every time. this is it's gonna break parity because you're not running enchantments. It's mm-hmm. zero mana. What excellent that! Like first of all, uh, most board wipes are sorcery speed. Almost yeah. all of them, frankly. Uh, this one is instant speed, and it costs nothing. To reiterate
0: it's good job dana good it, pick, it's, dana. Not, it's it's like you know a lot about magic everybody go listen mm, no to this stuff uh while you're uh doing that well i mean do that later because you're going to want to stick around we're going to be right back we uh are going to talk about some of the cards that actually came from our discord server uh very proud of our our our, our nerdy fam in there because holy cow, there are some really cool cards. And uh, we're going to get back to them right after this. And we're back, and we got a lot of cards to talk about. Thank you very much for our Discord fam. Uh, If you want to come in, hey, great. Water's fine. We talk about really cool cards, like all the ones we're about to talk about. Yeah, and you can uh, click on the link in our show notes, and it'll take you right there have a whole bunch of fun uh you want to talk to alex about all of the different you know judge questions that i do because you have much smarter judge questions than i do totally (laughs) great come on in um let's go ahead and start with clockwork 12 here because uh they mentioned them on twitter as well but they're in our discord server and they gave me three that i was pretty excited about and i'm glad you picked them uh let's go ahead and start with everlasting torment alex oh
1: yeah Mike, Everlasting Torments, an enchantment for two in Rakdos, that's hybrid black-red, three mana total. For an enchantment, players can't gain life. Also, damage can't be prevented. Oof. Also, all damage is dealt as though its source had wither. Uh, wither means that when this creature deals damage to a creature, it deals that damage in the form of minus one, minus one counters. Mike, this card's from Shadowmore. Okay. That was back in 2008, and Uh it's $2. It's a stacks piece, and this card is in less than 1,500 decks, 1%. Mike, this is, wow. Uh, If you're doing any kind of group slug, burn, uh, any kind of punishing deck style, yeah, I, can't is the most is, powerful word in magic. So, can't get yes. life means there's no way they're gaining life. Damage can't be prevented means that unless it's some other kind of getting around it, like your life total can't mm-hmm. change, then can't be prevented. Fogs don't work. And then all damage is wither, which can't be prevented. So, wither is kind of like infect, except it's only the part of only on that creatures. creatures,
0: right? Right. And all that for How- three mana. I'm just sitting here and it's just like, if this isn't in every Obosh deck, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, this is... This is, because, okay, great. Players can't gain life. Damage can't be prevented. All cool. Also, I don't care what indestructible exists. Yeah, no kidding. Everything's getting minus one minus ones. This is a really cool card. It's... For an effect like that, I, I... man three mana it just seems like that's a good price that's a good price for what you want to do in decks that care about people taking damage or losing life or thing mm-hmm. i like this card a lot
1: yeah this is a powerful uh hate piece and uh and i think it'd be right at home in a lot of rakdos decks
0: it really it's really really strong and like you said group slug uh damage pieces anything along those lines really good uh moving on to our next one from clockwork 12 here we have bonds of mortality uh this is a one generic and a green enchantment that says when it enters the battlefield draw a card great replaces itself and you can pay a green creatures your opponent's control lose hexproof and indestructible until end of turn this seems useful <laughs>
1: like, yeah I we, s- I think the uh the closest analogue here is Shadow Spear, yeah. which is a one mana legendary artifact equipment from uh Theros Beyond Death.
2: Mm-hmm. And it
1: has it's an equipment that says equip creature is plus one plus one trample and lifelink, and then it has yep. the activated ability to pay one permanents your opponents control, lose hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. That's exactly mm-hmm. this clause. Uh yeah. except, Mike, that that card costs and this card
0: costs 24 cents and let's let's be real it's a better card it is it's much it's not it's not as narrow it's in color however this cantrips this is cantrip and it's good yeah for one green to be able to remove hexproof and indestructible that's really useful yeah, and again it is board to removal it's so a board wipes. for everyone for yeah, everyone for everyone you're it's it's rare Some of these that you're effects ever, say it's only for you yeah 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 it's really rare that you're ever going to be in a situation where you're playing this and all three of your opponents are dealing with indestructible stuff you know but that doesn't mean that this isn't ever going to have a place even if yeah. it's just an enchantress deck a, a two mana enchantment that has some upside and draws you a card great i mean i've i there are a couple enchantments that i pay uh, I, that i'll play in an enchantress deck that don't really do anything for me but they're cheap and enchant they're a cheap enchantment so they build on the engine that i'm trying to do things with this at least has some upside and it cantrips itself i like this card
1: yeah mike this is back from oath of the gatewatch it's an uncommon mm-hmm uh from 2016 and it's 24 cents it's only in 2100 green decks one percent and i mean how many times have you been at a table and someone's like oh my gosh we have to deal with the arch enemy right but oh my god they have they have Avison, they have uh privilege position they Mm -hmm. have some effect that is making their board untouchable we can't do anything
0: You mean that and just how many times do you get, like, how many times does your, do all the cogs in your brain start turning the second that you see someone play their, you know, sit down and, oh, this is my commander. And it's one of the indestructible gods. And you say, yeah, I've only got like two ways in my deck to be able to deal with that. I hope I get them because otherwise I'm not going to be able to stop whatever they're doing. This is a cool. How about uh, a scary way? OG
1: Narset, Enlightened Master. Oh, sure. expert. Sure. That's a dangerous commander, uh, but you can spot remove it with this.
0: Good card. Last one from Clockwork 12 here. Uh, so far, two for two, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it. It's three for three, because this is a card I've brought up before, because I, I love it, and I want to make it work. Power Matrix. Yeah. For an artifact, tap. Target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains Flying, First Strike, and Trample until end of turn. So this is four generic mana for target creature becomes Voltron like it, it gives Flying, all sorts force, of abilities and
1: trample is really good. That creature's going through.
0: yeah, yeah. tell me how it's getting
1: stopped.: yeah. Um, this, <laughs> this reminds I, I, me of things like uh, uh, Rogue's passage. You're making a creature unblockable. Yeah. you
0: can still block this one. It's just going to be difficult.
1: Yeah, good luck with that.
0: I'd, Flying I just, and
1: is a difficult combination.
0: Um, I'm just sitting here trying to understand that, uh, you know, wait, you couldn't add menace? Like, at, at that yeah. point, like just just do it, you know? But this is a great card. I I I like the everyone's playing Voltron type of stuff. I like the, okay, that thing is gonna, you have a creature that when it hits, it does something cool. We're gonna enable it to hit. I'm all for that in just about every way. And this is a really, you know, four mana is a, it's a chunk. You know what I mean? It is. But once it's out, it's every turn it's, out. It's, yep.
1: it's like, uh, what do you call it? Like duelist heritage. It's just that yeah. it's, it's on just board now. rattlesnake combat trick. let yep. say like
0: any attack can become
1: devastating.
0: Exactly. And you know, it, it's four mana, but you have it then and you have it for the rest of the game. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's, I'm a big fan of it. I like this card clockwork i think he did a really good job
1: yeah it's a rare for mercadian masks and this is not a cheap one it's between seven no. and ten dollars it's mm-hmm. only in 532 decks zero yeah. percent of decks and
0: yeah, this card and is sitting in my trade binder i'm de- I, it's one of those things that you know I, the only thing i could see anybody having a real issue with it i mean yeah it's ten dollar card so fair it's four mana well if you're playing a deck that cares about pumping up creatures you're probably okay with that. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a you know an equipment-based deck, you're probably reducing a bunch of your artifacts' costs anyway. I mean, if you're playing I, this as an artifact deck, you're probably reanimating this for nothing. No, there you go. You can do that, too. There's a lot of reasons that these cards work. We like them. Good job, Clockwork. We're going to move on to... Man, this is going to be the hardest one that I've got. Uh, it's Perature and Reaper at the same time. So I'm going to say paratrooper, paratrooper, Paratrooper. it doesn't matter. I'm not going to edit any of that out because I like the card and I like the name. So you can, uh, look at me, be silly. Talk to me about liar's pendulum, Alex.
1: Mike liar's pendulum is one of the silliest and most interesting cards that has ever been printed. You would almost be surprised that it's in black border because to me this could be a silver border card, and I wouldn't even blink. Liar's Pendulum is a one mana artifact from Mirrodin. Pay two and yep. tap. Choose a card name. Target opponent guesses. <laughs> target opponent guesses whether a card with that name is in your hand. You may reveal your hand if you do, and your opponent guess drawing draw a card. Mike, this is a very silly card, but. Oh, so flavorful. Oh, so fun. This would go in your Sphinx deck to be on theme. This goes in your mono white deck to help you draw cards. This goes in your silly deck because it's forcing an opponent to play a game with you. And this does have, uh, this does have, it's like a gambit. You do actually have to think when you're naming this card. Do you want to convince your opponent that you have it or that you don't have it? This is not an easy decision to make. Mike, this card is so much fun. It's only 27 cents, a rare from Mirrodin. And on EDH rec, it's in 168 decks or 0%. Mike, talk to me more about Liar's Pendulum.
0: So here's the thing. I love this card because at worst... It's a one-mana artifact for every time you get an opportunity. You can pay two, and there's a 50-50 there's a 50, 50 shot or so that you're going to be able to draw a card. I think you can
1: influence those odds.
0: But you can, that's what I'm saying. At yeah. worst, it's 50-50. Right. Right. You can absolutely make some deals. You can absolutely, you can play around with this. Because you can even just say forest. Yeah. Well, I, do I have a land or not? Mm-hmm. Do this before your land drop. You know, there's there's a plenty of ways that you can manipulate your chances on this card. And it's it's just so dang silly. I love one mana artifacts that do something neat. This is one of the most unique one. cards.
1: Like, sure, there are other cards that involve uh, naming a card in an opponent's hand. But yeah. those are typically in decks that Intend to have telepathy style effects that let you peek into opponents' hands or hand attack style effects uh, that let you look at someone's hand and remove a card from it. This card is, does not demand that you play that kind of deck and it's also colorless. Like, this card is so delightful. I, I wish there were more cards that were silly like this. It's, it's, it's,
0: it's silly, but it's silly, but it can be. It's functional. Yeah, two mana is the value for a
1: card in white and colorless it just is
0: yep i'll take it good job paratrooper that actually might be it either it, way yeah. uh let's go ahead and move on to uh <laughs> i'm not going to get this name wrong uh used car salesman uh in our discord who gave I us two different words um one of them we've talked about before for good reason so we'll start with that uh how about Lifeline, Alex? Oh, yeah,
1: Mike. This is one of my favorite cards in the whole game. Lifeline is a five mana artifact. Whenever a creature dies, if another creature is on the battlefield, return the first card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step.
0: Mike. So good. This is
1: mass reanimation for the yep. table.
0: Yeah. By the table. It's
1: on the reserve list and it's $34. But if we look at EDHREC, like, wow, it must be in a lot of decks if it costs that much. It's not even in 1,000 decks. Nope. This is one of the most powerful cards. Like, you look at this card and you're like, wow, that sounds pretty good. I've played this in my Sekouar
0: reanimation deck. This ended the game. Yeah. Because, again, the only threshold is if there is a creature on the battlefield. Yeah. If something stays... So everything anything else dies have a but it comes full
1: back. and perfect board wipe that hits everything and nothing survived which yep. most board wipes can't pull that off
0: yeah you 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 need a toxic deluge or somebody needs to have um we we just referred to it everlasting torment out exactly. withering. Like, but like there where has... this
1: really works is in so these good. aristocrat sacrifice reanimation decks where you can sacrifice at instant speed on the mm-hmm. end step and immediately get it back, get the ETB and sack it again. Yep. Mike, this card is insane. Yep. It's <sighs> it's one of the best cards.
0: It really is. It, it, it. I. I need to. I need to just. Buy it's so expensive though, it. and
1: it's going to keep going up in price because it is yep, on the reserve it's list. it's on the reserve list, it's never going to get printed again. If this nope. sounds even remotely fun to you, you should buy it now because the price will only go up. Or what do we always say? Proxy, Proxy.
0: it. Uh, let's talk about a less expensive, but. Just. <laughs> dis- just as disruptive, more disruptive. I'm not sure. Uh, but the other one that we got from used car salesman is title control. So this is uh, one blue blue enchantment with a cumulative upkeep of two. So at the beginning of your upkeep, you put an age counter on this permanent, then sacrifice it unless you pay its upkeep cost for each age counter on it. So uh, first upkeep after you play it, it's going to be two generic mana. Second upkeep after that, it's going to be four generic mana, so on and so forth. Uh, but it has the ability pay two life or two generic mana. Counter target red or green spell any player may activate this ability. That's a mouthful for a card that says any player can stop red and green spells.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Holy like cow. this is
1: a. Uh, I I mean cumulative upkeep is a dirty word for a lot of people right because that yep. cost increases rapidly. However, uh, there are a lot of enchantment decks that are fine with uh, letting this enchantment be sacrificed to cumulative Upkeep, and then maybe use uh, Hall of Heliod's Generosity, put it back on top of their library, and play it again that same turn. Yep. Um, but let's talk about that main feature. Pay to life. Counter target red or green spell, and any player may activate this ability. Mike, you're not playing this in your red or green deck. and. Nope. Wow, when the barrier to counter a spell is two life, I think you'll find that a lot of people will just counter pretty much everything.
0: <laughs> what 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 are red and green? We're not playing this spell. We're not playing that here anymore. Sorry. Oh my Thank gosh. You. This is kind of like Xur's Weirding,
1: where you, anyone can pay two life to deny you a card draw. Um, this is really going to lock down the game for your opponents. And sure, the ire is on the card but most of it's going to be on the opponents who keep using it they're not going to be like oh my god mike why are you using this card it's going to be like alex why do you keep countering all my spells i'm like don't play right. me the card
0: give, lets me do it yeah i'm just i'm just i'm just doing this because oh i don't want you to get too far ahead i'm sorry like this was printed look, way costing...
1: back in, in
0: alliances
1: 96 it costs me
0: 2 mana it costs me 2 extra mana every turn it just a $2, to have this around
1: i'm sorry 200 blue decks 209 blue decks um i don't think you would want to keep this out for more than a couple of turns without reanimating it but during those turns who's going to do some work who's going to even bother to play a red or green spell like why would it's going to chill the whole table
0: everyone's going to sit with their
1: hands full
2: yeah
0: it's a it's a it's another really this is a scary rattlesnake, considering that it's a picture of a whole bunch of crustaceans underneath the and water. And it's on the reserve but, list. Yeah. It's on the reserve list at $2.11. $2. That's
1: because nobody's uh, bought it out
0: yet. Someone will. One, someone always one does. Day. Yeah. Now, someone on. Someone listening to this podcast. Someone
1: listening to this podcast
0: <laughs> may indeed buy this card out. Uh, like, Go get some me Investment. There you go.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, let's go ahead and uh, move on here to uh, Chris, Chris Goodhind. So, we've 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 interacted with Chris in our What's Discord. Up, he's, he's also the one that recommended that we do the Piru deck tech. So, he came back and he gave us another good gift of a couple of cards. Why don't you go ahead and talk to me about Maddening Imp?
1: Sure. Maddening Imp is two and a black that's three mana for a creature imp, so 1/1 one, one with flying. And it has an activated ability, tap. Non-wall creatures, the active player controls, attack this turn if able. Active player is the player whose turn it currently is. At the beginning of the next end step, destroy each of those creatures that didn't attack this turn. Activate only during an opponent's turn and only before combat. Right, so forced combat works fine, right? Like we have talked about forced combat before. It's perfectly serviceable. This is fascinating, right? Because the main way that people deal with forced combat is they'll try to tap all their stuff down so it won't have to attack. If that happens here, all of those creatures are destroyed. This is a very on-demand, this very political card. You can say, like, listen, (laughs) you might listen through combat, you might lose them by them being destroyed. You don't want me to activate this on you. That's bad
0: news. <laughs> Everything is terrible here. Um this is good. It's it, it's, it's I, again we love we love rattlesnakes and this one the art's a little terrifying. Um but other than that I mean it's got some evasion at, at the very least, but you're never going to attack with it. You know, it's a, it's a 3 mana 1/1. One, one. Uh, make everybody attack, <laughs> or, or something terrible is going to happen. Well, I think what's about what's it.
1: interesting is uh, right. You you can
0: only activate
1: it on an opponent's turn, and I think that yes. kind of has this built-in uh, "don't be an idiot" thing, right? Because if you were allowed mm. to activate this on your turn and you activated it, what would happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be able to attack and it would destroy <laughs> right. itself. So that'd be very silly.
0: Yep. Um, it. I like that it's. um this isn't like uh, Angel's Trumpet or or any of the things where it talks about, you know, if it's n- tapped, it's fine. Right. It, no, this is a- No, this hey, says, hey screw attack. you.
1: If it didn't attack, I'm blaming it specifically. Yep. I like that one this a lot. This card came uh, back in, uh, in Tempest in 1997. It's $2. Uh, and Rex says, this card is in 346
0: decks, 0% of black decks nice very nice um i think we might have talked about this next card that chris gave us yeah and if so i don't care because it's worth talking about again um manamaze yeah one generic and a blue for an enchantment players can't play spells that share color with the last with the spell last played this turn so if i cast a green spell no one's casting a green spell until I've cast a un, until another color spell has been cast or until the turn ends.
1: Let's talk about so, the the most oh. common interaction that I envision, other than obviously monocolor players getting shut out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about counter magic? Yeah, this basically says in as many words, counter spells can't be countered. Because most counter spells are blue. Well,
0: it says that, and it also says it. It says counter spells can't be countered unless it's one of the rare spells that isn't blue, and blue spells can't be countered. Because if yeah, I yeah, that's cast, a good point. Blue spells can't be countered either. Yeah, like this is this is a ridiculously effective way to protect yourself as long as you are either planning on casting one spell a turn, or <laughs> you are not mono-colored. Yeah, you wouldn't want to play this in your mono-blue deck,
1: but in your blue-plus deck mm-hmm. that runs counter spells, it's a control-style deck, this is punching way above its weight class at two mana.
0: You, you know the deck that I was thinking about for this one that I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but I still want to lean into it. I kind of want to do the braids show and tell with this in there. Because if the whole point of braids is I'm going to cheat out some big stuff for free. I'm going to try and take other people's stuff and I don't want them to be able to stop me from doing it. I think that, I think this card fits really good into that niche.
1: Yeah, I mean Just, the interesting thing about that is that
0: you think that's uh
1: that might allow them to to find it out to this but braids doesn't let you play instants and sorceries without paying their mana cost so uh, unless you have a rare creature or artifact counter spell uh, sure it's not really going to give your opponents any edge
0: oh i i think i kind of lean into that um as far as if i'm trying to make the most efficient version of this but for our purposes i just like this card just because it means that there's a there's a new game on top of the game where i guarantee if you play this people are going to look at their hand and they're going to do my favorite thing which is they start rearranging the cards in their hand to fit the sequence that they would have to cast things from that point
2: on (laughs) and i always like this
0: is a stack space it sure is. It sure is. Again, I'm leaning a little bit more into stacks can be fun. You just have to get mm-hmm. creative with it. And uh, A couple of our friends out there in Discord and on Twitter have helped us out considerably in doing so. Uh, good job, Chris.
1: This card was from Invasion back in 2000, and uh, it's real cheap. It's around $4. Nope. Rex says it's in fewer than 700 decks. That's 0%. There
0: you go. Uh, let's move on to our last one uh, with one of the OGs on the uh the discord from minty let's talk about Avicen guardian angel the
1: other Avicen.
0: other Avicen. the the lesser known but the other other Avicen. also really effective uh go ahead alex sure mike uh this is
1: the uh the only commander we're talking about today as far as i yeah, yeah. avison guardian angel so two triple white that's five mana for a, a legendary creature angel 5/4 with flying and vigilance and she has two activated abilities. Uh, The first one is for one and a white. It's two mana. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to another target creature this turn by sources of the color of your choice. And the second one is pay five and double white. That's seven mana. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to target player or planeswalker this turn by sources of the color of your choice. Now, usually when you're preventing damage, Hmm? right, it's... From the color of your choice or from the next source of your choice, whatever it is, it's usually only going to protect you from one instance of that damage. Um, But the interesting thing is that you can combine this with something like, I don't know, eight and a half tails. And (laughs) now you can say, okay, this has uh, damage prevention from white and that spell is now white's, and your spell completely fizzles.
0: This is on-board save-a-player. Yes. This is on-board repeatable save-a-player.
1: Yeah. That is expensive, but, I mean, how expensive is too expensive to save someone's life?
0: I mean, even even if it's just... I mean, heck, half the time... You're going to be able to do a whole lot of work with the first ability for...
1: Yeah, saving someone's commander, their key creature, their utility creature for two mana. Let's strike a deal. Like, wow, they're about to spot remove that. Um, we can make that not happen.
0: Yeah, plus, let's be real. A, a five mana, five, four flying vigilant legendary creature. It's going to stick around, too. Yeah. Like it, this Nobody's is another looking one of those... at this like,
1: oh my God, they're so powerful. Nobody yeah. cares about this.
0: Do you know when someone cares about this and says they have to remove it after it's been used multiple times to save the the person that you're removing it from or somebody else? So at that point, this becomes a problem after it's been established that it's been a problem for a lot longer than that. And that's again, it sticks around and is useful. That's the kind of stuff that I like. Uh, So that's a really good pick by Minty. Yeah,
1: this came out in M15, uh, pretty recent, back in 2014. It's 63 cents, and I think everyone forgot about this card, Mike, right, because it's in 16 decks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or sorry, it's, it's at the helm of 16 decks. Okay, I was going to say, hold on. <laughs> in the 99, it's in
0: under a thousand decks. Okay, that's still not a lot. I mean, granted,
1: let's I'm just nobody the is playing this, episode, this as a but yeah, literally no. nobody.
0: Yeah, I I might make that a commander deck. It's a I heck. it's a 16 cent commander. Yeah. I, our 63 cent commander. Yeah. I like that. I I will I'll make a budget deck. There we go. Um so I'll tell you what Alex. I am going to ask you a question here and I'll go first and I I won't make I won't pick the one that I think you would pick. Um despite the fact that that's probably my favorite. Of the cards that we talked about today, which one do you think is your favorite? I'm I think I'm leaning towards tangle root. Just because three generic for an artifact that whenever a player casts a, a, play, a, cast a creature spell, you they get a green, I'm all for that. I'm it's all great. for that. No, everybody's going to go fast. Everybody's going to get stuff. Even if you're not playing green, it's still a generic mana that you can use for stuff. That's pretty cool. And it's a 78-cent card. So yeah. I'm I'm leaning into that. I like that card a lot. What about you?
1: Yeah, Mike, I mean, I think you already know for me that the answer is going to be Lifeline. Uh, yeah, this, I avoided it on purpose. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> appreciate that. This card is, is powerful in every sense of the word. It's the fact that this card is in our episode about underplayed cards. Hmm. Even if you don't give two craps about group hug or politics, which, why are you listening? I mean, thank you for listening, but why? Yeah, you might um, Maybe they just like us, yeah, Alex. We it's okay. I really appreciate you tuning in. Even if you don't care about that, this card is absurdly powerful. And it's then when you add the social so
0: aspect on top of it,
1: that you actually get to give other people their creatures back. Yep. It's... I mean, how can it be beat?
0: This card can be a win condition. And most decks that it's in, it probably is a win condition. Seriously.
1: I, I mean, I've played this in Sekouar. I've sacked my entire board. It all comes back. I get a ton of tokens all my creatures come back i get all their etbs and yep. then what are they going to do attack into me on their end step i'll do it again i'll stack my whole board to ashnod's altar i'll generate twice as much mana as before i mean oh my gosh any altar any instant speed sacrifice permanent that nets you a resource mana life mill with delirium um or altered dimension, excuse me. Yep. Oh my gosh. This uh and, and talk about like aristocrat's decks. Talk about um who's who's our classic uh brawl commander? What's his name? He's in Jund.
0: Oh, Phantas. No,
2: no. Not <laughs> it's silly. Um
1: Corvold. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Korvold deck, uh, and pretty much any deck that works anything like Korvold, which is a lot of decks, this card is a powerhouse. When I say win condition, obviously, most of the time it's not going to win on the spot, but the amount of value it grinds out turn over turn Mm -hmm. demands immediate removal. But who the hell would want to remove this when this protects their entire board? Mike, this card is immaculate. I would recommend everybody play this
0: card. Every time a card can stick around because it does something that's a problem, but it's fine until the point where it needs You're to be like, wait a second. Because, yeah. Mike just regenerated, or Mike just reanimated
1: 20 of his creatures in the past two turns, and he's going to win this turn.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's usually when it gets removed. It's, no, it's and too it's late. It's too late now. Sorry. <laughs> well, true. Alex... If anybody had any questions for how any of these cards interact with each other or, you know, how they interact with some other cards, how would they be able to find you? For sure, Mike. You can reach out to me on Twitter
1: at laprimedic That's L-A-P-P-E-R-M-E-D-I-C. Uh, or you can email me privately at alex at Or just come in our Discord. Mike, where is that
2: again?
0: So we're going to include uh, a link for our show, uh, in the show notes to be able to come join us in the Discord and talk with us about all the cool stuff. Uh, like I said, we also had a lot of people talk to us on Twitter for some of these cards, and you can find us on Twitter at EDH underscore social. Uh, you can also, if you wanted to pick up any of these cards, and you should, because a vast majority of them are either very inexpensive, or they're on the reserve list, so they're probably only going to climb in value. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll put our link for TCG Player, our affiliate, uh, so you can go there and you can buy all the cards that you would normally buy. You can click on that link, our bit.ly slash EDH underscore social link, and for there, you'll be able to get all of these cards. You'll get a little bit of help to us, and it doesn't cost you anything. So, hey, look at that. Another reason to buy magic cards, because, man, don't we need more of them. Uh, Alex, absolute awesome time hanging out with you this week.
1: Yeah, Mike, it was a real pleasure.
0: And thank you to
1: everyone on Twitter and uh, especially all of our listeners who contributed cards to this. Ooh, can I see that special episode? Uh, And a very special thank you to Dana Roach.
2: Yeah,
0: we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do this once every uh, every every few episodes here because there's definitely a whole lot of magic. Every cards. other episode, <laughs> uh, you know what? We could do it. There's that many cards. Let's not go board. Um, no, let's not. Because next episode, uh, we're gonna be uh, answering another deck tech uh, from somebody who wrote into the podcast, and we're going to make a group hug deck out of a commander that. To Alex and I, it absolutely screamed Group Hug when it came out. And to everybody else, it probably screamed something much, much more aggressive.
1: That's the problem with these commanders?
0: Isn't it? No, right? But we'll work on that one, one, one episode at a time. Until then, we'll see y'all next week.